What's going on, good people? And welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for all your Raptors content and podcast related news. Or if you just want to talk hoops, feel free to shoot me a DM or a tweet and we can chop it up on there. So on November 4th, the Raptors were on the back half of their mini Texas road trip as they traveled to Dallas to take on the Mavericks, Luca and company. Going into this game, the Mavericks have struggled a little bit. I mean, Luca has been phenomenal, putting up MVP numbers in the early part of the season, being the MVP favorite so far. On paper, the Raptors are a better team. And in the last two games against Atlanta and San Antonio, It definitely felt like the Raptors were coming into their own and they figured out how they were going to beat teams. And I knew that this was going to be a competitive game because both teams are defensive minded and it was going to come down to either who was the more scrappier team or which one of the team's better players are going to step up in Luka and Pascal who has been playing like top five Pascal, as he said he would going into this season. But this game can only be described as the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, even though at one point the Raptors were down by as much as 19 points. Now, let's start with the ugly. Despite the Raptors being down by 19 points at one point in this game, the ugliest part of this game took place with less than a minute to go in the third quarter. Pascal Siakam was at the top of the key. He went for a drive. He stepped. He slipped. Turns out that he strained his right groin. He was later able to walk out on his own power, but he did not return for the rest of the game, which really sucks, not only for the Raptors, but for Pascal himself, who clearly had a goal in mind and it was kind of put on pause with this injury and just to give context of this injury the last time he injured himself with a similar injury he was out for almost a month and at that time turned out to be 11 games so we hope it's not 11 games we definitely hope that it's less severe than it looked i mean him walking on his own power is definitely a good sign but there is a possibility that we're going to miss him for 11 games and without Freddie and Pascal being the head of the snake so to speak for this team you're wondering where that creation where that playmaking where that shot making is going to come from with Pascal out of the lineup but either way the we know that the Raptors are resilient it's always next man up we definitely wish Pascal a speedy recovery now the bad No matter what the Raptors did defensively, Luka had an answer. Whether he was being guarded one-on-one or being double-teamed, he found a way to not only get himself a bucket, but to get his teammates a bucket. There was one possession where Precious Tachua was guarding him straight up, and Luka couldn't get by him no matter what combo that he used. He tried to post him up. That was a bad idea. And that possession forced Luca to take a contested turnaround fadeaway shot when the shot clock was going down and he hit it. And I believe that was in the quarter where the Mavericks shot 72% in the third quarter. So when Pascal went down shortly after he hit this contested shot, 
and the Raptors, I believe, were down at 18 by the end of that third quarter. While that was bad, our defense was not that good either. While the rotations weren't as crisp as they were in previous games, for me, it was a transition defense. Now, both teams did not do their job defensively in that regard. But in the Mavericks case, they had more opportunities where they were getting uncontested lanes to the basket while the Raptors, while they were in transition more times than not, they were being contested at the rim. The Raptors, unfortunately, were getting a taste of their own medicine. What they did to the Hawks and the Spurs is exactly what the Mavericks did to them. To go along with that bad, Scotty Barnes arguably had the worst game of his career in the first three quarters. He was not very good defensively. He struggled to find his shot offensively. A lot of it seemed to be forced. It was not a very good game for Scotty in the first three quarters. But the worst part of the night was when the Raptors had an opportunity to take the lead or at least tie the game. A couple fundamental errors took over and it started with a defensive possession where the Mavericks were against the shot clock. There was still some time left on the game clock where the, if the Raptors got a stop, they would have had an opportunity to either tie the game or take the lead. OG Adenobi was guarding Luka Doncic and with the shot clock going down with 15 seconds left on the game clock, he committed a foul. Now, despite being down at one point, 19 points in this game, the Raptors made a comeback and they brought it within three points but it came down to a couple of fundamental mistakes. With 15 seconds left on the game clock, the shot clock winding down, Luca being guarded by OG, and OG at this point has already got another five steals. Did not stay patient defensively. He reached in, both teams were in the bonus, sent Luca to the free throw line. Thankfully, he missed one, but the lead was back up to four. When the Raptors were able to regain possession, they inbounded the ball to OG. He was able to get a free dunk down the lane as the Mavericks selected not to foul him and to close out on any three-point opportunities, which pegged the Raptors at around nine to 11 seconds on the game clock. The Mavericks inbounded the ball the Raptors tried to trap, and with no success, they allowed eight seconds to run off the clock. And that was it. Those two fundamental errors cost the Raptors an opportunity to come back in this game. They had an additional timeout. They could have fouled right away. Don't know why they didn't do it. And it ultimately cost them the game. But there was some good. Despite the struggles of Scotty Barnes in every way of the word for the first three quarters, in the fourth quarter, he put on a defensive effort that was missing in the first three quarters. He was also ultra-aggressive offensively, and his playmaking all night continued to be on point right down to the very last second where he got OG on a wide-open catch-and-shoot three to end the game, giving him his first career triple-double. 
Now, I will say that I do believe part of the struggle was he suffered an apparent foot injury that took him out for a couple of possessions and he came back into the game. So I imagine that he was playing through it, but hats off to him. He grinded it out, stepping up when we needed him most, especially when Pascal went down and especially with OG needing the additional support. It was just a strong effort from Scotty Barnes. Chris Boucher, Precious Achua continue to be impactful off the bench. It took them a while to get going, but eventually in the fourth quarter, when it mattered most, they hit big shots. They grabbed important rebounds, giving the Raptors the best chance to cut the lead down and giving them the best opportunity to win the game. But the night belonged to OG Ananobi. Despite that reach-in foul that cost the Raptors the game, he had his best offensive performance of the season so far. He led the Raptors in scoring. He did it all defensively. Despite that one error, he was grabbing rebounds. He was contesting shots. He was creating other opportunities when the Mavericks decided to double team him. Another five steals. He had a great game. But at the end of the day, the Raptors still lose 111 to 110. And what was a tightly contested game in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters, not so much. The Mavericks kind of dictated how this game was going to end up, but in typical Raptors fashion, the scrappiness that this team continues to show, you knew that they weren't gonna go down without a fight, and they definitely fought right down to the very last possession. Just some unfortunate errors that I imagine that Nick Nurse would address and rectify before next game. The Raptors shot 39 for 88 from the field at 44%, 11 for 34 from three, giving them 32%, and 21 for 25 from the free throw line at 84%. The Mavericks shot 39 for 77 at around 51%, 12 for 34 from three at around 35%, and 21 for 25 from the free throw line, giving them 84% as well. It did not seem that way in the early parts of the game that the Raptors weren't getting the benefit of the whistle. That quickly changed in the later half of the game. It seemed like the Raptors were having to play through contact a lot more than the Mavericks, and we can kind of chalk that up to the 20 brothers effect. Anytime 20 brothers referees a game, the Raptors seem to have a little bit more trouble than the other team, but putting that aside, points off turnovers favored the Raptors 27 to 6. The fast break points favored the Mavericks 17 to 15. Points in the paint 50 to 48. And the Raptors out rebounded the Mavericks 44 to 31. But it was the six offensive rebounds that I believe the Mavericks got, most of them, if not all in the fourth quarter that also made it very difficult for the Raptors to get ahead. The last thing you want to do is give Luka Doncic more possessions. But let's quickly focus on the starters. We have Pascal Siakam, Christian Coloco, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Gary Trent Jr. Pascal Siakam had a good game prior to the injury. Going into the third quarter, they kind of zeroed in on him, making it a little bit more difficult, forcing him to pass a little bit more, but he still almost got a triple-double 18.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 for 6 from the free throw line, didn't hit any threes, and 50% from the field. 
just an, an unfortunate injury. He definitely would have liked Pascal to be in that game as they were making that push, like our chances with Pascal being there to close out the game. Christian Coloco didn't really have a good game tonight, was not very impactful on either side of the ball, had some bright spots. He, he was a great secondary help defender, but the size and length and the physicality became too much for Christian. Got four fouls, only played 12 minutes in the game. Not much to dissect from there. He will only get better with more experience. OG Ananobi, like I said, 27 points, seven rebounds, five steals, one assist. Shot four for six from three, 11 for 21 from the field. Only got to the free throw line once, but a lot of his field goals were finishing through contact. A very strong game from him, and as I continue to say, when he has his mind made up, he's a tough guard. It's about a level of consistency that we need to see from him. Doesn't always have to score 27 or 30 points a night, but if he can give us this consistency on the defensive side of the ball and giving us that 15 points that he can easily get to, it will definitely benefit this team. Scotty Barnes, as I mentioned, didn't start off the game very well, ended up finishing with a triple-double. Continues to be aggressive from the perimeter, only hit one three, but took six. You love the confidence that he is showing, especially from the three. You want to see more of that from him. Similar to OG, they need to be more assertive and less passive, but a triple-double, congrats to Scotty Barnes on achieving that. And I think what was really impressive about his triple-double is that he didn't have a good game. So it is very frightening at the idea that similar to Pascal, that Scotty Barnes has walking triple-double potential. Gary Trent Jr. did not have a very good shooting night, was not very good defensively, struggled from three, shot one for seven, but he did manage to get to the free throw line six times, which is encouraging, but a lot of his success was tied to Pascal. He was getting those touches that Fred Van Vliet would normally get. With Pascal potentially being out of the lineup for, as I previously mentioned, around 10 to 11 games, I imagine that Scotty Barnes is going to assume that role and you definitely hope for the same kind of success. Focusing on the role players, Thaddeus Young got some early minutes, was able to score a basket, but only played four minutes. Not much to dissect from his short time in the game. Chris Boucher, love the energy that he continues to bring. Always looking to be ultra aggressive offensively as soon as he gets in. Always aggressive defensively. Scored 17 points, two for six from three, three for four from the free throw line, nine rebounds, one assist, one block. Continues to be that spark plug. Precious Achua in the early parts of the game was really struggling with his decision making, especially in the half court and in transition and the later half of the game more particularly in the fourth quarter he was making far better decisions with the ball waiting for the offense to get to him 15 points eight rebounds two assists he also had a block six for six from the free throw line hitting two clutch ones to cut the deficit down towards the end of the game love the growth that he has shown in that area Otto porter jr 21 minutes was great defensively. He came in and he did his job. 
He was aggressive on defense, waited for his opportunities offensively. He was two for three in the game, two for three from three, giving him six points. He was a disruptive force as the Raptors were making that run and being a threat from the perimeter also created other opportunities for his teammates. Delano Benton, like Thaddeus Young, did not play a ton of minutes tonight, but when he did in that short spurt, he was aggressive defensively. He was part of the storming of the double team on Luka Doncic, and he was quickly rotating back in order to prevent the wide open shot, and I think it led to his single block in this game, but you love the energy that he was showing in that small sample size. This was just a tough game for the Raptors to come all the way back, 19 points down, to lose Pascal in the process and to only lose the game by one. The Mavericks dominated the Raptors for three quarters. One wonders if the Raptors were able to win one additional quarter or to quite possibly have Pascal to help take us over the hump as we were making that our comeback if the outcome would have been different. That brings the Raptors to five and four on the season, and they have an opportunity to get back into the win column against the Chicago Bulls at home on Sunday with a 6 p.m. tip-off. That is first of a home-and-home -home series where the Raptors will be at home on Sunday, and then they travel to Chicago on Monday. The Bulls are slowly coming into their own a little bit. Zach Levine is slowly coming into his own. The young guys like Patrick Williams are stepping up for the Bulls. And you already know DeMar DeRozan relishes the opportunity of playing the Raptors. But it's always fun to see DeMar back at Scotiabank Arena. But it'll definitely be a very competitive game. It will definitely be next man up mentality for the Raptors as they're going to be without Pascal Siakam for sure. Haven't heard anything back from Fred Van Vliet, but it'll be an opportunity for Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, OG Ananobi, Precious, Boucher, and the rest to step up without their two best players in the lineup. And that's it for me. Thank you to listeners new and old for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you for doing so. And until the next episode, everyone, please stay safe. Good people. Peace.